1: look at a couple of things I know you're all worried about and focus on, and that's uh, your grocery bill. Uh, if you feel like you're paying a little bit more, a little too much at the grocery store now, it's uh, not a figment of your imagination. The United Nations says says that prices are at their highest levels ever. Uh, and why is that? Let's break that down just a little bit. Really pleased to have joining us uh, Dave Packer, of course,
0: ABC News correspondent in New York. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining us today. Uh, This is um, something that everybody's realizing. We're already dealing with inflation without the situation uh, in Ukraine. And what a lot of folks don't realize is just as the United States is this breadbasket for a a big part of the world, so is Ukraine, uh, a very fertile area and a very agricultural area, many parts of it. In fact, um, in terms of world supply, and this kind of puts things in perspective, everybody uses vegetable oil or sunflower oil when they cook. Um, Sunflowers, which is a key ingredient for all kinds of cooking and and food products, um, 46% of the world's supply of sunflowers and sunflower oil comes from Ukraine, and another 23% comes from Russia which is very significant and that's now all of a sudden cut off. That's just one of the examples.
1: Wow, so as uh, as you look at that I don't think anybody uh, was thinking that this morning when they got out of bed or were cooking their uh, eggs with their uh, vegetable oil uh that, that the war in Ukraine is actually a part of the rising cost of all of that. Uh and I know we've we have focused so much and rightly so on the on the human tragedy going on inside ukraine uh, do we know anything in terms of how this is impacting uh that production that bread basket uh as as you mentioned dave in terms of the ability of farmers to just farm uh and actually uh harvest and get things out of the country
0: well that's that's a big problem uh, you know even if you even if the farmers could get could get to their farms and farm the supply chain is just completely cut off the, you know a lot of that food that supplies the Middle East and Africa and parts of Asia uh, goes out through the black sea. Mm. And that's just completely cut off. But you just think about those farmers, they're, they're dropping their, their plows and they're picking up guns and, you know, they're defending their country. Uh, so, you know, you have, you have farmers basically, you know, becoming uh, citizen soldiers. These farms are being untended. Land is becoming, you know, becoming battlefields basically. And, you know, the, Things won't get planted. And you got to think long term. I mean, that, that the effect of that is even if the war were to stop right now, mm. um, you would it would take a long time to, you know, get that land back into shape and to, you know, farm it again. It, it, you, you know, so you're talking at least a year once once things stop. But we don't know how long this is going to go on for. So obviously, you know, this is a long term disruption.
1: Yeah, the the long tail on this thing, uh, I think, is is what is uh, most troubling because, as you said, even if the atrocities were to stop today, it's still going to take a year before you really get back into into full production mode. Uh, what are some of the other things that you're monitoring and and watching as it relates to this? How is this impacting, especially kind of the the poor uh, and the most vulnerable here at home, and in a lot of those developing nations who are dependent on that breadbasket of Ukraine?
0: Right. Well, you know, obviously we, we mentioned those areas that are close by uh, Middle East, um, you know, areas around you think of Israel, you think of uh, a lot of Europe, you think of um, Africa, parts of Asia. Um, but also, you know, the, there are global ramifications of this because we're going to be asked in the United States to kind of pick up the slack. And, you know, obviously countries are going to be in, in a rough spot. So as, as we increase our exports of, of wheat and grain, that's going to affect prices here because obviously we're not going to have the same amount of supply in the United States. So, uh, you know, other countries, just like with oil, you know, when they ask other countries to start pumping more oil because Russian oil's been cut off, um, uh, agricultural countries like the United States are going to be asked to increase production uh, of, of agricultural products to compensate for that as well. And that means that Supplies here, as well as the rest of the world, are going to be down. So, you know, we wind up paying more at the grocery store, even though this is something that's happening on the other side of the world.
1: Yeah, and uh, as as we monitor that, uh, obviously the those costs going up, it just becomes one more component that I think is uh, hard for people to wrap their heads around. Some people can say, okay, you know, we can do a gas tax holiday or we can, you know, do this or that. Uh, there really aren't a lot of levers to pull in terms of reducing prices on uh, these kinds of, of commodities.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, with many parts of the world will be dealing with a food shortage. I mean, I don't know. We're not certainly in this country going to be dealing with that, but mm-hmm. we will see the higher prices. You're going to see the the effects of this, you know, weight on on food markets. And so everybody's going to see that, you know, when they walk into the grocery store, um, you know, grains, wheats, like we said, oils. These are all basic things that go into all of our foods. And, you know, that's it's something that we're going to really probably be dealing with for a while now. So. Uh, I, you know, when, when, when does production get back? You're going to have to look at, you know, long term after whenever this conflict ends and then another year or two after that. So we're going to be in this for a while.
1: Yeah. And then final question for you, Dave, before I let you go. Uh, you, you mentioned the, the Black Sea and the, the ports. Obviously, that's been part of Russia's strategy is to stretch all the way down there to, to control that. Uh, even if things were to end, uh, in short order, uh, the, the likelihood that Russia ends up controlling uh, a good chunk of that uh, that port area, uh, how does how do they overcome that challenge in terms of actually getting wheat and so on where it really needs to go?
0: Yeah, and and you know aside from that, the, a lot of this land that Russia wants in southern Ukraine is the most fertile land, and you know Ru- Russia is aware of that, and that's one of the reasons they want that as well. So you know even if the, the conflict ends, if Russia winds up getting those eastern and southern areas that's going to that would, you know, in effect, be part of Russia. And with the relations right now between Russia and the West, I wouldn't ex- expect things to just, you know, kind of start on a dime again. Um But in terms of yeah, the Black Sea, if Ukraine is cut off from from the Black Sea, it's going to be very difficult to get that product through. You know, it would have to be transported by land through poland uh, and and in that direction and that's going to be much more expensive
1: yeah man so complicated and uh dave Packer i always appreciate your perspective and insight uh, abc news correspondent in new york uh, dave thanks for joining us on a friday take, take care boyd uh that, that's some great insight there again uh so many complexities that uh, not a lot of us are thinking about uh, and it's one more example of you can say, well, Ukraine is far away and it doesn't impact us. And, you know, why are we doing this or that? And, again, it is an interconnected world that we live in. And when you think of that uh, breadbasket uh, in terms of a lot of those things that uh, Dave Packer just mentioned to us, whether it's wheat, uh, sunflower, uh, corn, all of those things, uh, Ukraine is a, a big part of that and covers that for a, a lot of a lot of the world. I mean, twenty percent of the global corn exports, thirty percent of global wheat exports. Uh, that's between Russia and Ukraine combined. Uh, it adds up in a hurry, and that is why, uh, in addition to inflation, uh, we are seeing uh, additional pressures that are increasing prices uh, on a host of things uh, that we just take for granted. And so, all of this is is very interconnected and very complicated. And as Dave pointed out. Uh, when you're talking about growing wheat, uh, that is not a uh, stop on a dime, uh, flip the switch, and uh, everything's back rolling again. Uh, this this is going to linger. This is going to stay with us uh, for some time. I mean, it could be years in terms of uh, when that land really gets fully up to full production again and exports are, are moving around. Uh, if, they, if they can do that to, through ports or whether Russia maintains control of some of those port cities, uh, a lot of complexities, a lot of challenges yet to come. Uh, Appreciate Dave uh, Packer, always uh, from ABC with some good perspective there. All right, we'll go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. There was a moment yesterday uh, where we had all the senators in the chamber. Is there a way to actually get all of Congress to start actually debating again? Kevin Kosar with the American Enterprise Institute is going to join us next to talk about how do we actually do that. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio.